everybody, it's Jason. Uh, today I'm here with Sean out of um, Reading, UK. And uh, Sean Sweet, it's a beautiful last name, sounds very uh, friendly. Um, Sean is the managing director of Blend. And uh, he's also, Blend is an, an elite HubSpot partner. And uh, today we're gonna talk to a little bit about um, really how you got into uh, content marketing and how your agencies can help clients. So welcome, Sean, to today's uh, uh, quick interview with you. Um, so the first question- Thank you, Jay. <laughs> yeah, the first question I really am excited to ask is, um, what inspired you to get into content marketing? For example, going back to before you were running uh, an agency, what experience brought you to realize that content marketing, writing, and content strategy can create long-term value for clients? And for example, where, where were you? Were you on a boat? Were you hiking? Were you at a conference? When, where were you when you had that sort of aha moment? I love, I like this well, concept of content marketing. I suppose I could make something up and um, have a thrilling story about an aha moment. And, um, but it wasn't so much um, that. It was a slow realization. Um, which is probably the way a lot of people um, come across new ideas or concepts. But we were already running um, a design-led marketing agency, but we ourselves were struggling to um, communicate our brand, find our voice, um, attract new customers. Uh, really, we, we were struggling to discover who we were uh, as a business. It wasn't until we started writing content. Um, that we were able to articulate what it was that we did and what we could do and the benefits we could bring to our customers. And when that married with um, search engine optimization, then we realized the true power of content. So it was a slow realization, not on a hike, not jumping out of an airplane. Um, it was a slow realization, but we realized that the power was quite was incredible for us as a business. And um, it didn't take much imagination to realize if we applied that content marketing thinking to our clients that we could also achieve success for them. And then we grew on the back of that really. So, so yes, not an exciting James Bond style content marketing realization story, but, um, but true <laughs> nevertheless. I know that you were at Aeroswift for um, quite a long while before you started Blend. So I was thinking perhaps that, you know, while you were doing the, managing sales and marketing for that prior organization that maybe at that time you were seeing that inbound and content could really be a strategic advantage? Yeah, I mean, I, I wish I'd have known because because uh, I think, you know, we'd have, we'd have been able to accelerate our own growth much, much faster. But the internet was fairly new um, even back then. Um, connections were slow. You know, you have dial-up modems. So content couldn't play the part it plays today. And I think that's where people need to realize that as technology changes, you've got to change your thinking as well. And um, the speed of those connections, the fact that people can download and, and, and consume content wherever they are on whatever device they're on um, has really, really changed the way that, and the importance of content actually uh, it is so incredibly important now to produce really, really good content that can be found. That actually is a perfect um, bridge to the question that I'm going to ask you next, which is, you know, today and now, and really uh, digging into and sharing with our viewers and our listeners uh, a bit about your your process at Blend B2B uh, for creating value for your clients. For example, your workflow, um, you know, people really love to know more about the workflow of an agency, not, not just uh, the outputs, but 
you know, starting with, for example, what if you could walk me through the process, your process for bringing the most value to clients. And I always like to give an example. Um, you know, I ask, you know, what's the very first thing you do? Do you create a content client content brief or do you do personas or both? So really starting at the beginning and walking through sort of your perception of, uh, you know, blend B2B, you know, kind of the, the, the core workflow that you believe uh, makes it possible for you to bring the most value to your clients. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose as content producers, you're at a slight disadvantage when you're outside of that, that company because you don't have as much um, experience of their business, uh, of, of their products necessarily, um, and yet you're expected to write uh, content for that company. Um, but that also comes with advantages because it means that you're outside their bubble and you can see things a bit more clearly. And certainly you can write for the context of their customers, which is really important. Our process um, is very pretty strategic, actually. So in order to write good content, you really need to understand the business as much as possible. You need to understand who their competitors are, who their customers are, who their ideal customers are, even, even, even better. Um, not deviate too much in what they want to be, because that's really a habit. Um, quite often is we want to do all of these things, but actually they really excel in certain areas. So not dilute that content across too many personas, too many industries or sectors, uh, and really focus in on a, on a few um, big wins uh, for the clients, because content takes time to produce, takes time to research. So getting a proper strategy at the outset is uh, important. And then that follows or feeds into a plan, a plan of action, because although you can be agile in your approach to marketing, it's really important to plan what work you will do. And while that could change and adapt and evolve, it's important to start off with a proper plan. And it's, it's a numbers game, effectively. The more content you produce that's well-targeted, the more um, people are going to read it, the more people are going to come into your world, into your website, uh, into landing pages, and, um, downloadable items, and fill in forms, et cetera, et cetera. So really being quite uh, prescriptive about the type of blogs you write, the type of pillar pages you produce, your downloadable eBooks, white papers, infographics, all of those things, they should all really uh, accumulate together to create huge volume um, around certain subjects for your for your clients. Um, the hardest part is being authentic because, of course, you need to be authentic when you're writing this stuff or people will smell a rat. They won't respond to, to that content at all. So I think, I think for um, people who are listening, as Sean has shared, and thanks for walking us through that, um, there's really uh, several critical things that, you, that you've mentioned. And the first one is um, gather a lot of information, but do a lot of listening really ask a lot of questions, get curious, and use the fact that you're not inside the company as, as a potential advantage, that we're coming to it fresh. And we really want to uh, capture what we can experience of your brand from the website, but also ask you a lot of questions and really hear it in your own words, reflect that back to you. And I think, Sean, what you shared as well is that there's specific outputs that you'd like to make sure happen in the very first phase of your process at Blend. And one of them is, creating clarity around what they want to do and who they want to be, who they want to go after, what they want to be known for and what they don't want to be known for. And, and really that is one of the, the benefits of having a third party come in and listen and do those things. And, um, and then the other outputs you shared are really clarifying some of their competitors, clarifying um, their offer, you know, who's their offer for, who's their ideal customer. So I, I think starting with that as a foundation, you know, as, as you shared it, uh, really provides 
uh, a lot of value. But I think I think it's also a little bit of something maybe people would be scared about because they they just want to rush in and get the work done, and they want to they want to see the immediate results, and they want to see the work getting done. So when they're when they're paying for that first phase, which is essentially uh, building the building the, the the strategic insight and the clarity. Uh, that's that's an interesting uh, that's an interesting thing that you're that you're bringing up. Yeah, I don't want to scare anyone. All right, but content marketing is a long play. It's not a it's not a quick tactical win. Uh, you, you do paid search for that. Um, if 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 you embark down the content route, you're in it for the long haul. Um, but most content is evergreen. It will continue to drive traffic, and so you're building you're layering up um, your your content library. And that just continues to drive more and more traffic. So it becomes it becomes an exponential thing if it's done right. Um, and the other thing is, of course, is um, SEO. So if you're writing content and um, you're picking the wrong keywords, then it's not going to be found by the people you want to find it. And it's a waste of time. Misconception is, is that when you write blogs and you write content and you put it on your website, people will come and um but they're not coming to your website to read your content, especially in the B2B world. <laughs> they're not you're not a publisher, right? You're using that content to drive traffic to your assets. Uh, and that's in, an important distinction because we find that it's quite common. Customers come to us and you know, their perception is, is that they're writing content because they want to communicate things um, and, and people are interested in what they have to say. The reality is, is that quite often people aren't really interested in what they want to say. They're interested in finding value or answers to the questions they might have. And if, as long as you're aware of that and, and the time it takes to get results, uh, then you can be really successful. Yeah, I think that's that's very helpful for people listening and learning more about your background as well as Blend B2B. And just to kind of summarize some of the key points you're sharing, Sean, one of them is, I think you said it earlier, that it's not a tree standing in a desert that's going to get you a business result. You have to plant a lot of seeds and build up a forest. You know, And then when someone... When, when you know people get in there like oh I like this forest uh, you know I, I want to I want to stick around for a while and see what you know what I can you know what what are the different solutions and offers that are available here you know um, and so I think having that frame of reference that you're mentioning in your workflow which is that first of all not thinking of it as uh, a trend you know one article is going to do it or one one pillar content or one ebook it's really the, the, as you mentioned, it's almost like making a deposit in a bank account and having it grow interest and having things work together and support each other and become stronger and stronger. And so I think you shared that kind of concept of the forest and, and building strength and having, as you mentioned, it's also a bit of a numbers game. Uh, I thought that was great. I think that's really great to bring that out. And it's a long game as well. Um, and I think too, the other thing you mentioned very briefly um, is that it's important to realize why people are coming to your website. And if they're coming from search, they really want their question answered first. And just clarifying that and making sure that the content is written, as you said, authentically and speak to that. Mm. Uh, I, I mean, that's, I, can, I can add, right? Sure. I mean, I, I can add something, which is um, another thing I've noticed and, um, you know, people might be able to resonate with it, that uh, quite often, clients come to us and they say well we've tried social and now we've tried content didn't work we tried this didn't work tried that didn't work and the problem is usually and all of those things can work but they're not they're not informed by 
a, a strategy at all. They're not informed by a central um, mission. So when you try things in isolation, unless they've got uh, things that support them, they're not going to work so well. So for instance, you write a fantastic blog, it's found by loads of people, and they respond to that by going to your website, and then you lose them because your website's no good. And it kind of makes your content feel like that didn't work, but it wasn't that, it was the journey was wrong. So you've got to plan everything. And of course, it's more and more complex now because there are so many ways to communicate. <clears throat> that's where strategy is important. I, I think that's very helpful. So, and, and so um, the next area that we're gonna talk about a bit, Sean, is really getting your thoughts on a process for quality and really creating quality content. And um, some of the things that you know, we'd like to start with uh, really just digging in for the first question is, from your point of view, what makes an article really useful and readable to a visitor? Is, are there some rules of thumb? Um, well, use, useful question poses a, a, a useful content, should I say. It poses a question and answers it. <laughs> so, so that the people who uh, come across it, they, know, they actually receive the answer. So often, I, I mean, I, I've experienced it. You go on, you, you see something, you say, oh, I'd really like to know what that means. And then you get, you, you get this ream of text. It's like goes on and on and on. And you never really get to the answer of that's posed in the question. That's a, that's a real problem. So brevity, clarity, no use of real overly flowery language. Um, people who can write the way that they speak. Um, makes for very, very readable content uh, for, the, for the consumer. And it must, it must result in something. It must result in some activity um, taken, a click on a link, uh, moving to another place. Quite often you scan an article, you pick out the bits you want, you click on the link to go to, to somewhere else to get to the meat of the subject. Um, so yeah, uh, lots of things uh, go into making uh, great content. Long form content is fantastic, of course, if it's on a, on, a really deep subject, maybe a very technical subject. Uh, but most, most things can be communicated pretty quickly, no more than 500 words. Um, short paragraphs, not too long sentences, um, make it very, very readable uh, and consumable. And if you are you know, laying out your blog and it's, it's, it's the entire width of the screen, people aren't gonna read it, it's too much. It's so formatting funny. is really important. It, 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 there are quite a lot, a lot of things that you've mentioned, and they are quite helpful, I think, for people to hear them, uh, because it, it suggests um, the, there's a fair amount of value in having a checklist, having some deep, you know, having a process, uh, the actual quality of the writing and the way it's framed in terms of readability and uh, making sure it's available on mobile won't overwhelm people and, and, and make it feel easy to consume, I think, is one of the things you're saying. Don't, don't, don't make it overly complicated or difficult because people are busy and they really want to get to the heart of the matter, you know, what they're trying to get after. So I think those are really helpful, Sean. Thanks for sharing that. Um, so going on to the next step, for example, if you want to take an article and promote it, um, what do you think are some good uh, you know, in your, for your, from your agency's point of view, what would you say is um, some, something you, you would like to share with people in terms of the importance of promoting articles or some, for example, some best practices that you found? Yeah, so, well, articles, the way we write them, we're an inbound agency, so this is how we think about it, but um, articles are written to be found, so search, obviously, uh, is, is, is one way of distributing it. 
I allow people to come to your content. Um, sharing via LinkedIn is incredibly powerful um, these days because, of course, it's an open forum where people can comment and um, you can get people likes and so on. So you can see whether your content is resonating. And if your content does resonate quite uh, quite well, then you can promote it um, via paid as well. So those are those are three things um, in in particular: the way you present it on your page, uh, on your website, but also what we've found to be incredibly effective is automated newsletters. So we work with HubSpot, for instance. So when we publish articles, they go out in a monthly blog digest. And so that will digest up automatically all of the articles written in that month and send them out to the database. So that brings people back who you're already talking to, maybe occasionally, but it creates that regular communication um, with, your, uh, with your contacts and leads. Um, and that that's really powerful. It's incredible how many people it brings back to the website. And of course, that helps with brand awareness and um, to, to show that you're active and you're engaged and you're, uh, you're doing stuff within your business. Otherwise, you know you exist, but other people might forget that you're about. Yeah, that's great. Um, thanks for sharing that. I think for people who are listening, it gives um, some clarification and, 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 and oh, uh, you know, that when you're creating a, a you have the strategy, you're writing, and you're publishing on a regular basis, but there's still that additional step, you know, that that you're you're that you know that uh, that blend will help people with, and that's important, such as getting it out on the newsletter, as well as creating the posts on various channels such as LinkedIn and and, and other channels as well. Um, so, could you talk briefly about supporting the client's brand, because there's there's sort of the offer and getting more buyers in the in the buyer's journey. Um, uh, but also there's the other question a lot of people have, which is how can these different channels like content writing, email marketing, podcasting, social media, how can they really help me build uh, my brand and how can, how can Blend help? How does Blend think about building clients' brand through those channels? I mean, we're not a branding agency, so that's one thing. <laughs> but what you don't want to do is you don't want to undo someone's brand. So you want to make sure you're on brand. Uh, so everything you do does not detract from what they're doing already, that tone of voice is correct, uh, that the way you're displaying the information meets with everything else that they're doing, whether it be their website, brochures, company logo, uh, company messaging and so on. You don't want to uh, be too left field of that because um, that, that can be quite detrimental, actually. What you're trying to do is you're trying to add volume, um, a volume of content to uh, you know to really make the brand more accessible to more people and i think that's the best way that you can um, look about it really is don't detract from what what's already there and make sure more and more people see it i like that i like the i like the time when people uh say something that's um cuts away some and leaves something else right so your your point was know who you are we're not a branding agency we're not trying to evolve or modify your brand we just want to support what's there and you know, Blend wants to take care of it and make sure that everything that everything that Blend does um, essentially supports what's there and is consistent with what's there. And therefore, if we can get it in front of more people at the right time when they're searching or when they're coming back through the blogs, uh, the, the newsletter and so on, um, then your brand's going to be reinforced. And, and that's actually creating a lot more um, connections with people that are in the middle of their decision-making process or want to learn more as they go through it. And they see that your, that your brand is producing helpful information. So that's, 
that's a good thing, right? I really, I really like the words you use, reinforced. I think that's absolutely, that sums it up. You're reinforcing someone's brand um, rather than trying to uh, evolve it in any way, shape or form. So, yeah. I like that. And I think that also will create a sense of peace and trust with people that I have a brand. I know what my brand stands for. I want to accelerate it. I want to grow it. I want to get more people to uh, see it and experience it in the right context of getting the, need, the information they need. So I think you, that was really helpful. Um, one thing I would ask you, you work, probably work with, with quite a lot of different content writers. So this is a, just, just a question that, you know, from your point of view, what would you say, um, you know, some or most writers miss, you know, that would make their content more effective? Maybe you feel like you've already touched on it or you could pull something from your thought process that you've worked with, say, new writers and or, or writers that you feel that are, are sort of, what, what would you say to those writers that, you know, here's something you should take into consideration when you're writing to make your <laughs> well, I, I would I would always say, and and this is this is not me making it up. I've heard it elsewhere. Okay, so I'm not going to take credit, but basically, tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, and then tell them what you told them. So you're literally inviting people in and, and, and telling them about it. And then you're summarizing what you've, what you've told them at the end, because that's a really good way of thinking about the way you're going to write your content. People need to know whether they're going to want to go on and read what you're writing. So give them a little snippet. Tell them what they're likely to see, get if they can invest more time in, in reading that content. And then give them the, the, the meat in the sandwich, if you like. And at the end, just summarize what you, you, you what you think, what your findings are, your conclusions. Um, finish with a call to action. Make sure you intersperse. And, and, and this is really important, actually. A lot of people don't get to the bottom of a, a blog. Make sure in the first third, you're putting links to the content you really want them to see. That Usually that's downloadable content where they're going to leave their details because that gets them into your database. Uh, so to speak. And that's what you're trying to do with content, really, is build up a list of leads who are obviously interested in perhaps the solution that you have to solve the problems that they've uh, identified. So, yeah, making sure your blogs are constructed in a certain way. It's not just about the subject. It's really about, you know, understanding that you're creating it for a reason. Um, and that reason is to uh, drive traffic to your website, essentially. Yeah, I think that's quite helpful for a lot of people, um, Sean, what you've shared. You know, number one is that the reader in the first few seconds should have a reason to read on. So that's tell them what you're going to tell them. So they know, okay, you are going to tell me something I want to know about, so I'm motivated now. Then I think the second thing I think that's helpful is that when you're ending the article, don't fall off a cliff. You know, give them a safe landing zone. Maybe you've covered a couple or two, three different points. Give them a chance to reabsorb that and that's tell them what you told them. Uh, I think that the, the, the other thing you shared that's also uh, separate but very helpful is don't wait until the very end to give them an opportunity to get more involved and take action. Uh, put, put a CTA, a call to action, uh, maybe to download something and, and, and give their information, their contact details. Uh, in the first third of the article. I think that's a great uh, insight that you have shared, uh, having you know, seen many here's articles. What, here's one more. We find that more people click those text links than they do the big fancy designed links that you create in the footers, those big CTAs that are all, that, you know, the graphic department got involved in creating that. And then a simple text link converts more because it's higher up the page. 
and actually it's just it, it, it's easy because it describes what you what you're going to do and what you're going to get so yeah great do that <laughs> love it um okay so final question um to kind of wrap up the interview with um with sean sweet uh, the, the managing director of uh, blend b2b um uh is what would you say if if in terms of just kind of your high high level summary of, of of key sort of key advice that you would give to people who are listening today and um, they're thinking about investing in inbound marketing and their their nervous is not going to work for them. Uh, maybe they've been they've had the feeling that they've been burned by by an agency in the past, uh, or or slightly different uh, flavor of that question. They're worried that it's going to take too long to know if it's going to work. This is a, this is we can we can go to the more advanced version of the question. They're worried it's going to take too wow. long for them to know if it's going to work if it's going to work. So what would wow. you say? What would you say? To, to, to eat, you can choose to change the question and make it a little bit more whatever you like. But there are a lot of people listening, and they're just wondering: Will this work for me? How will I know if it's going to work for me? That's basically it. And um, when can I know? When can I know that? Well, well, I'll tell you where it definitely won't work is if you if you aren't invested. So unless you're all in, there's no point getting it because you will be wasting your money. So the thing I think the way to frame it is, look, as a business, are you, are you going to market yourself? Do you want to reveal yourself out there in the digital world? Because these days, that's where everyone kind of is, everyone's searching. And if you do, then you have to invest in your marketing. It's not so much in what you're investing. It's it's making sure that you get really good bang for your buck, so to speak. Everyone has a marketing budget, or they should do. And if you have a marketing budget, you want to make sure it's used most effectively. And actually, you've got to be dispassionate about the things that are done and look at the results. So you want to make sure that when you start creating content, that your direction of travel is in the right direction, as in going up. Am I seeing more people on my website? What are my sessions looking like? Am I converting more of those people into leads? What's my conversion rate looking like? It's a lot of that coming from organic because if you're producing good content, it should be. In fact, it should be over 50% of your traffic to your website should be from an organic source. And that's earned rather than paid for because when you're paying for traffic to come to your website, the minute you stop paying, guess what happens? Drops off a cliff. When you're creating content, you're building up uh, basically an asset base of lead gen material which is going to keep driving traffic to your website via that organic source. And people who come in that way convert at a fairly good rate. So it doesn't take a math genius to work out. You do that. You produce four blogs a month. By the end of the year, you've got 52 roughly, which are like, or 48, which are working for you at driving that traffic um, to your website. And you just keep going, just keep going because every year you're going to, you're going to be using your marketing budget. And I would say content is one of the most important things you can do now. That content could be video content uh, that's written, downloadables, whatever, but produce content and you've got those assets. They belong to you. They don't belong to anyone else. Great. Um, thanks so much for sharing that at the end. I thought that was really helpful. Um, and for people you know, to, to, to understand that there are these directional indicators, you know, for example, that you know, things are moving in the right direction. As you said, the arrow is going the right way and that it's not only getting you traffic, but also you're seeing the leads start to come in. Um, so I think that, uh, as you mentioned as well in, in your final uh, sort of points there, uh, that, that 
I love I love it that you said you know you should aim to get fifty percent of your traffic from organic. I think that's I like that. I like those kind of strong, clear statements that people can um, utilize to to as a navigation point for themselves. So thanks mm. thanks for sharing um, those key points with us and the listeners. And I just want to say it's great to have you as part of the summit. Is one of our agencies uh, that we have available for people to learn about. And obviously there will be information available in the, you know, in the content as well, if you're listening to this. Uh, and uh, thanks again, Sean, for coming on today and sharing a bit about yourself, your journey and blend, blend B2B out of uh, Reading UK. Thanks, Jay.